Hello and welcome to Sports View with Simon Rukaba. I'm your host, Simon Rukaba. It's time for our weekly head-to-head with Katie Trop. Katie Trop, uh, uh, the uh, host of, uh, of Sports Talk with Trop, both the blog and the podcast. She just uh, downloaded her show. Check it out. If you haven't heard it already, she does an announce there, and I'll make the announcement here. She won't be on next week, so we won't have a Trop like it's hot or the head-to-head, but I will. She will be sending me her picks while she's at uh, – place called disneyland and uh and uh she'll she'll be enjoying herself there with uh with family and uh i'll um post a solo episode with her picks uh including speaking of that we were tied going into last week's picks and katie went 12 and 4 i went 9 and 7 so the uh, season standing she's at 48 i'm at 45 and i'm a little worried about this week as i am every time that i seem to pick most road teams um but um but I'm confident in my picks nonetheless. So we are going to have a couple bye weeks this week. So 14 games total, no overseas games. We have the Thursday games and then Sunday morning and afternoon and then Monday night games. So let's get started. First of all, Katie, uh, how are you doing today? Not bad at all. Ready to, uh, I, I'm going to Disneyland so I can celebrate uh, kicking your ass from last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Because I won last year. Yeah, I'm just I'm just lucky it didn't have to come out of my expense. Because <laughs> uh, exactly. I would tell you I'm. Yeah, right? You're not. You're not. You don't even have enough to get in. <laughs> uh, especially in this economy, but that's another story that hopefully uh, doesn't last too much longer and things get going. But I think it won't beat f- till the next election year, probably. But. We'll keep politics out of it. <clears throat> we'll start with Thursday, though. Speaking of politics, we'll have the Washington Commanders and uh, from our nation's capital traveling to Chicago to face the Bears. And what on paper looks like uh, like it's going to be just as bad as last week. But I don't know if anything can top last week with how boring that game was. It had me so uh, discombob- discombobulated that I didn't do my weekly picks at the local casino I go to. So I'm actually out of the running for the whole season standings, but I can still win, you know, individual weeks on the picks, but I hadn't been doing too great. Um, as it is, uh, the champions of those things seem to miss like one or two a week. Um, <clears throat> and I'm just don't have that time to sink into all the algorithms and everything. But on this one, Washington at Chicago, Ron Rivera gotten some heat for, uh, comments about his quarterback and other effects. And, um, <clears throat> Listen, at the end of the day, I think uh, besides rookies that may have been hot shots in college and, and come out in those first two or three seasons, maybe struggle in the NFL. When you're a veteran quarterback, veteran player, I think you can you can take it. You're not going to be such a crybaby about taking criticism when your coach uh, says anything controversial about you, for the most part. But I read Ron Rivera's on the hot seat. I, I think Mo Jack Del Rio would be on the hotter seat as a defensive coordinator. I think before they let go of Coach Rivera, but the way the season's been going, uh, you never know. Um, although they they have been playing tough and they've been in close games, they they've lost nonetheless. This one though, I think they have the, a little bit better offense and they can match defensively with Chicago. So I just think they're gonna outscore them and get off to a good start and then uh, and just uh, fend them off enough. And so I like Washington in this one, twenty to thirteen. Yeah, um, with the the Ron Rivera thing, for me, it was just like, 
weird because he's not really that type of coach. So the angle I'm kind of looking at it is, I kind of think Rivera wants out. As I, I, I have a feeling that maybe he really wasn't all in on Carson Wentz, maybe, and he just is kind of like throwing it out there, like I'm sick of you guys. I kind of want out, so maybe that that's something out there. But regardless, I also agree with you. Uh, Carson Wentz is a veteran quarterback, and he didn't cry about it anyway. He didn't even say anything. So it's the media that's got a problem with it, apparently. But anyways, the game portion of it, I kind of feel like that call out is going to fuel Washington um, in this game. I they they're on a, a bad losing streak. So it kind of feels like they're about to get a win at some point. The Bears are just not a good team. Offensively, they're horrible. Defensively, they're okay. And you just never know what you're going to get from them. So I also have Washington winning this one, 21-14. Also, don't forget your Circus Sports spiel you got to do. Oh, yeah, thank you. And uh, Circus Sports, none of my predictions or scores or how they pan out with the coin spreads or the over-under totals. I don't work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so I actually don't know the lines that came out. I don't uh, pay attention to them until I'm working. But uh, my predictions and scores have nothing to do with Circus Sports. They're my opinions and mine alone. And uh, Circus Sports has nothing to do with my picks. Thanks, Katie. Now moving to uh, Sunday games. Oh, and by the way, real quick on the uh, uh, Adams, uh, he shoved a, a cameraman that got in his face after the, he you know, jumped in front of him as he was walking to the locker room. Guy got shoved. He got up right away. And now suddenly he suffered whiplash and minor concussion. Yep. And he's suing. He they're, And they're actually pressing charges, criminal charges yep. on wow. Adams. I think, um, I think it's, it's bullshit first of all. And if he knew I'm the type that if I, if I knew you were going to press charges, I would have, I would have made sure I beat the shit out of you on top of shoving you to the ground <laughs> to make it worthwhile. But uh, really, I, I actually think uh, that photographer is going to ruin it for other people as the, the league's probably going to come out with something to make sure that um, there's less photographers on the field or you're, you have to keep a certain distance from, from players and you have to clear a path for them. You know, So I, I think it's also going to come down hard on media restrictions on top of uh, what players can and can't do. Uh, players know what they can and can't do. And that one, obviously, in a, in a tough moment, tough situation, and then somebody jumps right in front of you, and you, uh, with 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 attacks that have happened uh, in recent years on athletes, you never know honestly um, when you're in the moment and somebody jumps in your face, um, or what happens. Yeah, but and I, I want to second everything that you're saying as well because I think this guy's a fucking fool. First of all, he did not deserve to get pushed. Of course, what Devontae Adams did was wrong. But at the end of the day, Devontae Adams, I when I, I was looking at it, his head was down, number one. So it, I feel like he was just like startled, like, who's this dude in front of me? Get out of my way. I'm pissed off. I'm going in the locker room. And it, you're right. He got right up and went back back to work. And you're right. It's going to just ruin things for the photographers because the NFL will just restrict their access and get them the fuck out of the way. And and it's just stupid. I cannot believe this guy's pressing charges like that. What a little bitch. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and as far as uh, at the time we went on the air, uh, it, to baseball, just real quickly, I think the Braves and Phillies were still were scoreless, and then the Dodgers and and um, and Padres should be kicking off around the time we, we finish this. Um, so turning to Sunday's games, Ravens at Giants, rematch of uh, Super Bowl from uh, 20 years ago. Um, where the Ravens, uh, with that uh, tenacious defense, one of the best defenses in history, Ray Lewis and, and gang, whooped on the Giants. 
Giants are good. Obviously, they they've proven themselves here in that nice win over the Packers. They they're they're a feisty team that just kind of uh sticks around and then seems to pull things off at the end. But I think this is one where the Ravens are still a little more elite, and it's gonna be I think one of those games where the Giants prove that uh, you know kind of slow down on them not so fast like Lee Corso would say. I think this is one where they they turn back a little and realize that. They might not quite be an elite team yet. They're 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 a good team, better team, but I don't think they're quite there to to say that they're a Super Bowl threat. Uh, as the Ravens seem to be year in and year out, I like the Ravens twenty two to fourteen. Yeah, I pretty much view this this game the same way you do. Uh, just because uh, the Giants, uh, while they're four and one, I feel like they're kind of like a fake four and one, where like they're getting some good wins, uh, but overall their offense is not that great. Um, uh, Saquon Barkley having a great season, but beyond him, it's a pretty bad offense. I just think they're getting some scrappy good wins, and I mean, hey, can't argue with wins. Uh, but I think they're going to come back down to earth this week, and I think Baltimore's going to get a big win, twenty-eight to ten. All right. And by the way, the four teams off this week with the bye week is Oakland, Tennessee, Detroit. Uh, who's the fourth team? And Houston. And Houston. Houston. And which Houston and and and. and you said Oakland, and it's Vegas. <laughs> oh yeah, Vegas. And plus, Vegas comes. Vegas and Houston have the week off, and then they play each other after that. Um, uh. And then moving on, Cincinnati at New Orleans. I think this is one. Uh, both teams have reliable kickers, and it may be a kicking matchup uh, with one or two touchdowns scored uh, beyond that. But I do like the Bengals to outscore the Saints um, 23-20 in this one. So I'm going Bengals. As I said, I'm mostly road teams this year, which scares me, but it's how my picks go. <laughs> Yeah, I think this one, uh, I just think uh, the Bengals, uh, they see, they, while they're shaky this year, they still have a good nucleus. Uh, Joe Burrow and, um, uh, oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank on the, the receiver's name right now. Uh, Joe Burrow and the and top receiver. Yeah. The, uh, they have, <laughs> what? Go ahead. No, the, the guy I have in fantasy, and I can't think of his name. <laughs> um, I, I know. I'm drawing a total blank Higgins or Wiggins. Right I don't know. I forget. And I, I just, I don't know why, but regardless, his top receiver and him, they can get going when they want to get going. So they still have that capability. New Orleans does have a very good defense, so it might be another one of those games where Joe Burrow's on his ass for a little while. But I still think they're the better team. And I've got the Cincinnati Bengals winning this one, 30-20. to All right. Moving on, Jaguars at Colts. Jaguars coming off a horrendous, tough game against Houston couldn't seem to get anything going but as I said that that's a division rivalry and I didn't realize Houston had won uh now eight in a row on regular uh, on the head matchups against the Jaguars they're, they're just a team that matches up well against the Jaguars and they're always in these close games that are a touchdown or less they uh uh they already shut out the Colts already earlier this a few weeks ago um yeah, yeah so that they're coming off 24 nothing and they may in reverse how the Texans seem to have Jaguars number. I think style-wise, Jaguars with that tenacious defense, and I think they're going to go into Indianapolis pissed off. Um, by the way, well, I better not upset Indianapolis since I'm going to be there in about nine months for my son's bowling tournament. <laughs> but uh, but uh, nonetheless, uh, I'm still sticking road teams here too. I like the Jaguars in a close game, 24-19. 
Yeah, this one was a tough one for me to pick just because I could really see this going either way because it is a division matchup. They both they both have their moments where they look good, but then they also have their moments where they look really bad. Um, I'm really just going with the Colts in this one because they're at home, and I think it's going to be just a, a, a tough battle for both teams uh, to get some points, but I think it's going to be the Colts win 20-17. to 17. All right. Vikings at Dolphins. Uh, this one, I th- I think the Dolphins fans and 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 the team is gonna rally around. You know, kind of, you know, got off to a good start, and then this whole thing had happened with two injury and the controversies and what could have happened, and he should have been on the sideline. I think this is uh, they've had now two weeks, and uh, and actually those extra days having coming off a Thursday night game, well, I think uh, they got to dig down and kind of discover themselves and really realize whether they want to still compete this season or feel that they still can. And, and I think uh, the competitive juices of these, uh, I'm just looking at it. They're at home and uh, Minnesota's a, a, a on again, off again team. The consistency is not always there. Although uh, Kirk Cousins is my fantasy quarterback. Uh, I, I, I think he'll have a good game, but at the end of the day, that defense will step up for Miami and the offense will do just enough and pull this one out 23, 21. Yeah, this game, for some reason, I think it's just going to be very weird. And by that, I think it's going to be a Minnesota domination type game. Uh, Because they do have a game like that, just out of nowhere against a weird team. And I just see that coming from this one just because I don't know about Miami. Um, Who knows what's going to happen at quarterback this week. Uh, So I'm not really sold on them anymore. Whereas Minnesota's offense is actually really good. And their defense isn't playing bad either. So I think this is going to be just a really weird game. And I've got Minnesota winning 31-14. to 14. All right. There we go. Some disagreements early. So, But, yeah, no, and I, I could see it that way. Just, and like I said, it's a consistency thing for me with the Vikings. But I actually think yeah, the home. No, that's why I almost went with Miami. But since they're so, like, shaky at quarterback, and really they're kind of shaky as a team, and there's even word that Tyree Kill may not play this week either. So I kind of feel like just there's too much going on with them, where the Vikings, they've actually been pretty solid so far. And, I mean, they're 4-1, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, uh, yeah, just back and forth, but then how the games could have gone. But, yeah, you're right there. Uh, I'm still going Miami. Uh, another one now, Patriots at the Browns. This is one where, as far as the quarterback battle, Belichick just doesn't matter. Your third or fourth string guy, he he just he just has. They have a, a an atmosphere there with the team that the people just doesn't matter who's under center. They're just gonna get the job done based on on the Patriot way and what they're looking for. Belichick coming back to Cleveland, where uh, you know he used to coach the team and seems to put it on him. You know, in, in recent years, especially every time he goes up against Cleveland, just just kind of payback for for the Browns letting him go. And, uh, you know, the weather, no matter how bad the weather is in Cleveland, they they have just as bad a weather in New England. So not, it's not really an advantage for Cleveland. And this one, I just think Patriots are going to buckle down on defense and then have enough offense to take this one 27-13. Sort of, I see sort of this one like you see with the Vikings. I just think it's just weird and a lot of people are going with the Browns, but I just think the Patriots just dominate this one. Yeah, this was another one that I I went back and forth on because I could see it going either way. And um, I'm leaning towards Cleveland, um, not just because they're at home, but because 
New England, they didn't really sell me last week. They, they really haven't sold me at all this year. And Cleveland have, does have a good rushing attack, so they do have that for them. Their defense isn't bad, so I kind of see them really giving – it sounds like Zeppi is going to be back in at quarterback <laughs> again for the Patriots. So I kind of see Cleveland's defense, you know, taking it to him a little bit. And I've got Cleveland winning a close one, 20 to 13. But I can see it going your way too, because I was—I really didn't. It's hard to pick against the Patriots, even though they're so bad. It's just always hard to pick against them because they've been so good for so long. Yep, and Zappy reminds me. For some reason, I always think of Ziploc bags. So I think he's going to get a sponsor by them <laughs> by Ziploc <laughs> if he keeps playing how he's doing. Um, but the way I feel about um, uh, the earlier team, the Giants, um, is sort of. How I feel about the other New York team, the Jets, and the Jets are at Green Bay. I think the Jets are an upstart team, a rising team, but they're just quite not there yet. Green Bay is still a little bit elite, although they've played some close games and coming off a tough loss against the Giants. I think they're going to be a little more angrier, and I think that receiving core is going to kind of find a way to dig down. I think it's going to be a good game, but at Green Bay, I'm going to say that Robert Sala, the energy that he brings to the team is going to fall just a little bit short. And I, I think maybe an overtime game, 27-24, Packers. Well, we almost have the same score on this one. Um, I, I agree with you on the Jets where I think, like, they obviously are building something good. And they do have their good moments, but they also have their really bad moments. Now, since Zach Wilson's come back, the offense has actually been really good. And the, the rookie running back, Brees Hall, he is uh, he's scoring a lot of points, too. So uh, they're really starting to put it together offensively. Um, Green Bay, they're still working through. You know, uh, it's, it's not really – Aaron Rodgers isn't really connecting a lot with his receivers. They are also dropping a lot of passes and a lot of fumbles. But just overall, it's weird to me because Green Bay, the first half, they'll come out and they'll dominate. But then the second half, it's like they completely disappear. And uh, one thing that I just feel like they really need to do this year is just zone in on Aaron Jones because that guy's going to score you some points while the rest of the receivers try and figure out how to hold on to the ball. But I do think Green Bay's pissed off from the last last week. I don't really see them losing two in a row, especially this one being at home. So I do have Green Bay winning a close one also, 28-24. Nice. We'll see it the same way. I got a chance of close hands since the 49ers played the Panthers last week. 49ers at the Falcons. One thing I just failed to realize is because uh, you you think of that, 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 uh, you know, when they laid an egg there on the Monday night game, Jimmy G's first start, this the 11-10 game, uh, and – you, you, I think people have that fresh in their memory because it wasn't long ago, and they might always re- they, they have the potential then to revert to that kind of performance. But overall, the overall uh, offensive weapons that they have with Ayuk, with Debo, in fact, Debo does it all. I mean, running, passing, you know, it's it's everything. And uh, and on top of that, it was thirty-seven fifteen, and he dropped uh, what would have uh, Debo dropped a uh, uh, what would have been a clear touchdown, so it would have been forty something to fifteen had that happened. Um, so I just think overall, the, with the more offensive weapons and the stronger defense, I think they beat the Falcons 31-24. Yeah, I basically view the Niners the same way you do as well, just because uh, I didn't forget anything. It's just that um, I knew Jimmy G needed to like get back into it because he didn't do anything this offseason. They didn't give him the playbook. He didn't even get to play in training camp. So it's not like he's even been playing – 
with any of the players, even though he's been the quarterback. So he needed to get back into it. But defensively, they are insane. They are such a good defense. Um, but they're just a well-put-together team. Um, and Atlanta is not. Uh, they have the capability of scoring, but I think they're going to have a rough game this week. I've got the Niners winning 27-10. to All right. And uh, now Buccaneers at Steelers. You know, this one for me is just – Quarterback battle with the rookie picket and Tom Brady just chews up when he goes up against a fellow newcomer in the league. He just seems to uh, have the edge there. And, uh, you know, he's he's going through a divorce at home, so he's not going to pound town at home. But I think he's going to really uh, pound the, the uh, Steelers this week. Um, and I, I see this one, although, you know, I don't think they're going to the Steelers are going to quite lay down like they did against the Bills. They're going to put up a fight, but I still think they fall short, and the Buccaneers take this one 31 to 20. Uh, yeah, I, I view this one exactly the same as you do, too. I feel like uh, this is going to be a game where the Buccaneers just kill the Steelers, like exactly how the Steelers got beat last week by the Bills. I think they're going to get a repeat of that this week just because I feel like the Bucks are pissed. I feel like Tom Brady's going to come out and have just one of those crazy phenomenal games where he throws for like 300 yards and four touchdowns and the defense just clamps it down. I've got Tampa Bay winning 42 to 7. All right. Well, we'll agree there just in different ways that it will happen. I still think I mean, Tampa, uh, Brady's just going to put up points. So if you have him as your fantasy quarterback or in your option, definitely don't bench him this week. Um, Cardinals at the Seahawks. The Cardinals, I think, have been. Um, as I said last week, they just have trouble punching the ball in for those touchdowns and they settle for field goals. And then it becomes uh, they just, you know, the one or two touchdowns the other team scores gives them the edge. And then they've pulled out some close ones at the end and so some kind of miracle wins. And then they're coming off, you know, other wins. And people don't know if it's is it Kyler Murray, is it the coach? And it seems right before, right as they're getting on the hot seat or talking about that Murray isn't the quarterback or that King uh, uh, yeah, Kingsbury isn't isn't the right coach. They seem to do something well, and I think this one's going to be the opposite as what they've been experiencing. I think that their defense is going to buckle down and hold the Seahawks to some field goals while they get a touch while the Arizona gets a touchdown or two. And I don't think the twelfth man makes a difference here, so I um, I like the Cardinals twenty to twelve. Yeah, I almost picked Seattle in this one. Uh, because just Arizona is in such disarray. They don't even have, like, an identity. They're just such a weird team. Um, but Seattle just sucks. And uh, it's just hard for me to even imagine that they're really going to beat Arizona. Arizona should beat them because they're the better team. But I would not be surprised to see Seattle upset them. But I wasn't bold enough to take that upset this week, so I went with Arizona in a close one, 20-17. All right. Well, my Panthers at the Rams, coaching change. Uh, and then the coach, the first thing that Steve Wilkes did, who's a defensive-minded guy, and, and um, is who got rid of the defensive coordinator, Phil Snow. So that was his first order of business, and he, he promoted up the guy that was his defensive coordinator the one year that he coached the, uh, Arizona. We've hung tough against the Rams in the last in recent meetings. They just uh, The Rams' defense held us down. But I think the Panthers' defense – uh, just uh, oh, I think the whole team just plays loose. Like they they have nothing to lose, and um, so best case scenario as a Panthers fan is that they come out, they just they just go for it, not afraid to take chances. No matter who's at quarterback, it looks like it's me, PJ Walker, the the XFL MVP. Who knows what they're you know? I think twenty years from now, if they if they if they have a strong quarterback, they're gonna 
they're going to say, well, what about Cam Newton? So uh, his name just pops up every year. And then every time they're talking about a, a quarterback change, um, I think they're bringing up the uh, um, former uh, backup for the Browns uh, from the practice squad or backup from Seattle. I can't remember Eason. Um, but, um, but either way, I, I think they just, uh, they just, you know, it, it's more not even the coaching things. It's, I think it's just the players that, that go for it and, and aren't afraid. I don't think they're going to quite give up. They're going to keep pounding because all those messages from Sam Mills have been replaying uh, in the locker room. And Steve Wilkes was there in the, in the keep pounding days. And Sam Mills is last year when he gave that speech, he was, he was in fact in the room and that's what he's been uh, reminding the team. So I, I think that uh, I'm going to have faith in them this year, uh, this week and say that uh, they're going to pull this one out 23-20. All right. Well, I actually did almost pick your Panthers because lots of times when there's that random coaching firing in the middle of the season, they seem to like whoever the team is, for some reason that first game, they usually play pretty well. Um, but it's just there's so many questions at, at, with quarterback and – they haven't really shown me anything, so I couldn't pick against them. Or, I mean, I couldn't pick them this week. Uh, so I'm going with the Rams. I just feel like they're going to get it together this week. And uh, I got the Rams winning 28 to 13. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Well, hope you're wrong on that one. But, um, I don't know. I had to, I had to stretch to find a way for the for, – to, to uh, have faith in them, but I'm going to keep having hey, faith man, in them. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I'm a Cowboys fan. I know how it goes. Yeah. And I've picked enough against them. <laughs> just I have trouble picking against them once a season, and I did it twice already. This Bills at the Chiefs. I think this is going to be actually a defensive battle with spurts of offense. Um, like especially the Chiefs, don't count them out going to last last year. Those last thirty seconds, the last two minutes uh, before each half, and I think it's probably going to come down to like a, a field goal or a missed field goal. Um, and I'm going to take the Bills in this one. 31-28. Yeah, I think this is going to be a crazy game. It's just as crazy as the playoff matchup last year where I think it's going to be like a back-and-forth battle between uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Um, I do see a bit of uh, Bill's defense sprinkled in there uh, just because outside of Mahomes and Kelsey, the, the Chiefs' def- uh, offense is pretty – it's not that great. So I kind of see the Bill's defense taking a little bit of advantage – but I still think the Chiefs will stay, stick in or stay in it. Uh, but I got the Bills winning thirty-five to twenty-eight. All right, that should be this definitely game of the week stats are there. And then uh, your Cowboys at the Eagles. Um, Cooper Rush just and it seems now the word is that most people the the consensus seems to be if Dak had to play and if they hadn't been if if uh, if Cooper hadn't been holding down the fort so well. He'd probably they would probably throw him in there this week. This was the targeted week for his return, but suddenly there's conveniently still not quite ready on that thumb uh, messages. It seems like for Dak Prescott, uh, and I think they keep the ball rolling. I think they're they're going to keep this one close, and the Eagles. Um, I just don't see them as so great as great as uh, everybody has said it. They are good. I just don't know if they're going to be the representative um, and and pull through all the way. Um, there's something about the missing, and I think something like that would get exploited by that offense and also the Dallas defense. Um, so I like in this one, Cowboys 26-23. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, uh, I'm actually happy we are in the position we're in. I think we should sit back 
at least another week because the next two games we have coming up are Detroit and Chicago. So I think those would be two games for him to get get going. And then we have a bye week after that. And then we, we have a really tough schedule after that. So I think sitting him is totally fine, especially with the way Cooper Rush has played, especially with the way the defense has played. Uh, they played a very balanced attack on the offensive side of the ball, but the defense has been insane. Michael Parson leads the league in sacks with six. Uh, the overall defense, I think, has like 19, 20 sacks overall. Uh, so they're, I, I feel like they're going to hold it down as they always have. I think the Eagles are going to give it a good fight, of course. I don't think this is going to be a runaway at all. I, ha- I see it coming down to like a last-second field goal, uh, maybe like a two-point conversion, some weird thing. But I've got the Cowboys winning 21-20. All right, should be a good game. And uh, because thanks to the bye weeks, we're not up against the clock. As if you've noticed, if you've heard the show on the recent head-to-heads, we've we've kind of cut off there those last few seconds. Um, but we've gotten the picks in just in, right in time. But so we have a little bit of time here, a little bit more time uh, to talk about the Monday night game, Denver at, at the Chargers. Uh, this is one where I think the Chargers are just – have their cohesive cohesiveness and and they're working better as a team and Denver's still trying to find themselves and not sure they're going to do it this season. I know uh, Wilson has a five-year contract. I think they'll, they'll probably make the playoffs at least one or two of those years, but this just doesn't seem the year for that to be. I like the Chargers uh, 31-17. Yeah, the uh, the Broncos, they, they definitely have some work to do. Um, who knows? I, I don't feel like it's like any one blame. I've always just kind of felt like everybody got um, um, spoiled with Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford winning in their first seasons when they were traded. But the difference with that is the Broncos have a new coach, too, and everything's new. They, he, they don't have as many weapons, and the offensive line is not that great. So it's really an overall team thing. And I still think they have a lot of work to do. Um, I do think Russell Wilson is absolutely the answer at quarterback. I mean, he's proven that time and again. So until he really fails, I feel like the Denver Broncos will be fine. But this year, they're definitely going to go through their struggles. Whereas the Chargers, uh, they've had their struggles, but they are, like you said, a lot more cohesive. 